beginning the second day of the 21 day parayana the global mission of sadguru sharvana baba page 10 this message is powerful because it is simple it is addressed directly to our hearts and the fact is that we are able to experience the truth of his utterances in our daily lives if his message were to be captured in two words then it would be unconditional love of which he is a living embodiment his words are sublime his actions selfless and his life is dedicated to spreading the message of love positive energy and compassion among humanity sadguru murali krishna has a unique and distinctive approach to spirituality that is extraordinarily appealing if both shri shirdi sai baba and shri satya sai baba symbolize the path of karma yoga which is selfless service and mata amritanandam may symbolizes the path of bhakti yoga devotion sadguru murali krishna undoubtedly represents a unique combination of gnana yoga and karma yoga through his insistence on performing our karmas actions wisely diligently mindfully and cheerfully for that to happen it is absolutely essential to receive the grace of the guru as swami ji expresses a guru is somebody who radiates wisdom he invites respect worship and adoration from all he is adorned with luxuries which he accepts for the sake of his devotees and yet he is least attached to them the acceptance of a devotee or a disciple by a guru occurs as a result of their purity and dedication this means the guru comes into our lives when the seeker's heart has matured to receive his grace all life is based on sacrifice on closer reflection there is no life without sacrifice sacrifice is its essential principle parents sacrifice for their children the earth for its inhabitants the guru for his devotees it is therefore essential that the quality of sacrifice is consciously instilled and developed develop a temperament of sacrifice we have to dig deep to secure water from a well similarly liberation is possible only through the instrument of sacrifice become a role model worthy of emulation through sacrifice and the performances of good deeds service is more effective through a mind disposed to sacrifice we should love each person with the same intensity that we love god sadguru murali krishna stand on the virtues of vegetarianism is total and uncompromising among other reasons this is because the food we consume influences our minds our thoughts are a reflection of the food we consume consequently it is critical to control what we eat consumption of dead bodies meat or fish must be avoided at all cost it is permissible to consume plants that have life vegetables one can plant a seed in the soil and nurture it into a fruit growing tree or crop but one cannot do so with meat namely chicken or livestock the presence of meat or fish is akin to presence of hell satvik pure food nurtures good thoughts and deeds tamasic foods fish and meat act as fuel that nurtures an asuric demonic character 
Vegetarian food helps to keep our minds under control, helps us to develop maturity and cultivates good thoughts and needs. In the process, our minds are calmed. The desire to become good and perform good actions to other living beings should lie at the core of our being. Swami Murli Krishna exhorts his devotees to develop Ichha Shakti, power of will and self-confidence, Jnana Shakti, power of discrimination and wisdom, and Kriya Shakti, power of positive action. He is forever at the disposal of those who need him. The only remedy for natural calamities is mass prayer. There is actually nothing natural about these calamities because they are a direct result of our misusing or abusing nature and the play of our five elements. According to Swamiji, it is imperative that humans respect nature and her elements to prevent these calamities. Only good actions, mass prayers and rituals like yagnas, sacrificial fire ceremonies can restore nature's balance. Finally, Swami Murali Krishna emphasizes the importance of interfaith harmony. According to him, all religions are but paths to God. No man or woman is born votary of a religion. Problems emerge when one religion believes it has a monopoly over the truth. Medicines for human illnesses remain fundamentally the same. Sickness is not bound by a man's sectarian beliefs. God is our only consolation in times of pain. Religion must act as a cure and not as a substitute for pain. God is our only consolation in times of pain. Religion must act as a cure and not as a substitute for pain. Love should be at the center of our existence. Love should be our lifeline and not rituals. Be united by love. Nobody can achieve salvation by mere reading of scriptures. It is important to practice the insights contained in them, to internalize them into our lives and act according to our conscience. Sadhguru Murli Krishna has established ashrams, spiritual retreats at Palakkad, Kodikod, Gudalur, Gonur, Pallachi and Bangalore to spread his vision of global peace and security. I want to extend my humble service for the benefit of humankind by opening hospitals, orphanages, schools, centers for the study of the Vedas and the Upanishads, meditation centers, naturopathy clinics and rehabilitation centers for providing relief to the sick, old and poor all over the globe. His reach is global without sectarian distinctions of race, religion, caste, sex, creed, ethnicity, language or nationality. All the ashrams of the Om Sharavana Bhava Matam, it is headquartered in Palakkad, are engaged in four essential tasks that are critical to the pursuit of Swami Murali Krishna's mission. These include the provision of food for the needy, medicine to the poor, clothes to the destitute and books to the underprivileged children. Protecting, nurturing and preserving the welfare of the human race by maintaining the balance of the five elements which are earth, air, fire, water and ether 
to ensure universal peace and brotherhood are indeed central to swami ji murli krishna's mission the major instrument used by his holiness for the accomplishment of these objectives is vishwa shanti yagnyas sacrifices for world peace the first such yagnya was performed in kolikod in kerala in south india on 19th and 20th of january 2008 in which about 15000 people participated the second yagnya was performed on 9th and 10th of may 2009 in marad again near calicut in kerala all contributions received by the matham are used exclusively for the furtherance of the four objectives listed earlier essential teachings the nature of human life the teachings of sadguru murli krishna are profoundly instructive words are his melody love is his language and compassion is his grammar our birth in a good lineage good home good family and good ancestry is an opportunity given to us by god to fulfill our karmas in other words the purpose of human birth lies in acquiring self knowledge i am the cause of everything like the bee that hovers over flowers laden with honey god is present where there is knowledge this knowledge is not owned by anybody similarly we do not belong to anybody according to sanatana dharma the present age is often described as kali yuga according to swami ji there is no place for enduring bonds and relationships in kali yuga all members in a family are not the same existing bonds are used for the furtherance of our selfish interests we must strive to change the state of affairs at the very least we need to perform a single act of good karma selfless service for others every day worldly bondages lead to restlessness of mind this is a fundamental truth of human nature to overcome restlessness and obtain peace of mind we need to accept with joy and sorrow with poise and equanimity and view them as god's wishes performing our karmas with this firm belief will secure us mukti or liberation what is the nature and meaning of life according to sadguru murali krishna life is essentially a journey nature provides us with four vehicles to complete this journey they include mother father guru and god swami ji further explains the mother provides the vehicle father provides the petrol the guru paves the road and god is the driver during this journey it is important to cultivate the mentality of a child because whenever there is childlike sound no that i am present there it is absolutely essential to guard against egoism because egoism results in self destruction it is the annihilation of the self sadguru murli krishna explains 
we go around looking for the causes of our woes but fail to understand that we ourselves are the reason for our sadness each one of us is harvesting the fruits of our past actions we experience pain and pleasure in this process others are not the causal factor do not harbor the illusion that we undergo hardship because of others this is fundamentally wrong others just happen to be there similarly our karma phalam the fruits of accumulated actions in previous births is akin to embarking upon a journey with a reserved tickets if we perform good karmas this will make our journey easier and comfortable traveling without either reservation or a ticket is the result of bad karma his message is clear and succinct all life is similar to a loan or a mortgage if we take a loan that we are unable to repay we are compelled to mortgage all our assets worldly existence is very similar the best solution lies in offering all our karmas past present and future actions to god striving for self knowledge to the need of the hour this enables us to prepare for future births deal with our current difficulties and achieve peace of mind it is only the body that gets older and decays our soul does not it cannot be burnt to ashes that is why we say that the soul has left the body human birth is a rare and fortunate blessing that needs to be treasured and not abused today we do not experience peace this body has not been provided to us to trouble others but for performance of good deeds actions designed to get the better of others will only result in destruction swami ji adds we are even more fortunate when we are in the presence of a guru spiritual master doctor can only prescribe medicines it is up to the patient to follow the doctor's prescription similarly a guru can only guide devotees by helping them distinguish between right and wrong it is the duty of a devotee to heed the advice of guru if we willfully ignore the instructions of the guru we must be prepared to bear the consequences of our actions shun materialistic desires sadguru murli krishna's utterances are simple yet profound according to him our birth as human beings should be used to relentlessly pursue our spiritual upliftment when we are in the presence of a sadguru our bad karmas get reduced Swamiji explains that it is impossible to completely overcome destiny as the effect of our actions in previous lives necessarily needs to be worked out but in the august presence of sadguru such karmas get considerably reduced this is why the grace of the guru is absolutely essential the relationship between the guru and the disciple the most sacred relationship in this universe nothing can quite equal it our body instructs swamiji like a speedometer it has its own pace it should not be compared with others we should not crave for the fortune and happiness enjoyed by others when we succumb to these desires 
we accrue negative karmas instead we should thank god for what he has given us if we keep asking god what we do not deserve it is very likely that somebody else will enjoy those fruits even if god grants us those blessings the secret of happiness is contentment devotion and gratitude to all that god has conferred upon us in this modern age everything is easy to do but leading a good life is the one thing that is most difficult this is principally due to our craving for worldly pleasures unable to control our desires our tensions increase and we lose control over ourselves in our pursuit for materialistic desires we forget even our parents who gave us human birth we think our own families are more important that is why swami ji cautions us do not forget your duties to your parents by thinking only of your wife and children when our parents die their souls wander to take human rebirth to fulfill their unfulfilled desires performing rites for our ancestors after their death essential to assuage their desires and seek their blessings accordingly swami ji asks us to pray to god to give us wisdom this is because anything else we get from god will not last or will not be useful if we pray to god for materialistic needs this will result in an increase in the number of future births wisdom is not maya illusion it is eternal overcoming the bonds of maya the notion of maya is central to vedic spiritual tradition in swami murali krishna's words whatever we feel enjoy and experience in this world is a result of the influence of maya it is the powerful sway of maya that deludes human kind to mistake the impermanent as permanent the unreal for the real and causes us to identify ourselves with our bodies minds and intellects such identifications increase our desires and attachments and result in suffering requiring even more births to attain our goals swami ji exhorts us to develop firm determination to escape from the grip of maya through deep devotion to god this is the only way once our minds are fixated on god explains swami ji we will not be affected by the power of maya this is however not an easy task but to reach this state is immensely difficult only a mind with utter renunciation and firmness of purpose can reach this state nevertheless we should not waver from our goal to achieve that state of being human life is so fragile that even a mosquito can irritate our lives such is the nature of human existence it is conditioned by maya swami ji explains there is no end to our troubles and anxieties we should strive to overcome this turmoil by praying to god to give us the strength to control our minds it is not possible to completely alter our destiny but it is possible to mitigate its effects through sincere heartfelt prayer the sun's brilliance is not the same in the morning afternoon and evening it undergoes constant change similarly human beings too experience different states of being at different times 
we should thank God for what we have and not display greed for more. We should be grateful to God for what we have. God invariably accepts such a prayer. We must cultivate the desire to part with a small portion of our wealth for the welfare of others who are not as fortunately placed as we are. Our prayers to God should seek happiness through self-awakening rather than greed to acquire more. For example, only those who have experienced hunger understand the hunger of others. Only when we are confronted with hardships do we hunt for solutions. It is often suffering that drives us to seek refuge in God. This suffering is actually a blessing in disguise as it drives us to seek refuge at God's feet. When we are in God's abode, His blessings are immense and our negative karmas get considerably reduced. Instead of thinking we are this and that, Swamiji asks us to stick to the primal thought, I am, rather than identify ourselves with other entities. Just contemplate being alive and not having human form, but assuming the form of a bird or an animal. Every person has talents and capabilities that are unique to him or her. Every nerve has its own potency. Our birth in this world is a direct result of our past actions committed in our ignorance. We are all evil Atmas, souls who have fought with God in our past. We feel the taste of what we eat while we eat. Once we have finished eating, the eating and the taste remain as a mere memory. The fruits of our karmas come back to us in different ways. We need to expend no effort as it will come to us naturally. Swamiji emphasizes the need to perform selfless actions that are in harmony with our temperament, our ability to help our fellow beings and our real nature because this will result in wealth, grace and the fulfillment of material needs. But like butter separating from milk, this is a gradual process. It is therefore imperative that in this voyage of life, we complete the journey in harmony with God's will. Whenever we embark upon a journey, we view a number of sides, but they soon become fleeting impressions. For that reason alone, do not be deceived by Maya. If we succumb to the illusion, if we succumb to the illusion, then that will be our annihilation. Spirituality, discrimination, and diligent action. Sadhguru Murali Krishna provides us with a very unique approach to spirituality. According to him, spirituality is about living life in accordance with our karmas. Only our karma can save us. He uses the metaphor of the seed of the delicious mango fruit. Future fruits depend upon what we do with the seed of a sweet mango. If we plant it, we will be able to reap its benefits. But if we choose to throw it away, it will dry or rot. We should be diligent to know how we use the seed. The follies and mistakes we commit in our lives are exclusively a result of our own carelessness. Om Sharavana Bhava That concludes page 18.
and the second day reading of the global mission of Sadhguru Sharavana Baba in our 21 day reading Seva Om Sharavana Bhava.